The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Welcome back to another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm glad that you could join me on this Friday. Today's topic is HIV and AIDS, Lupus versus AIDS, and what both of these illnesses have in common with each other. So, you know what to do. That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and if you're listening late at night, you know I appreciate it. So grab your favorite glass of wine and join me right here on my story, Living with Lupus. I'm glad that you could join me on this Friday. And I know you're wondering, why is she talking about HIV and lupus? They have nothing in common. You'd be surprised. But let's get into it. You know, what could be more troublesome than acquiring a disease? Truly enough, when one of our family members becomes ill, you cannot stop worrying. First of all, becoming ill takes a toll on one's health, emotional health, and even financially. For any family, they are most worried about when one of their family members has lupus and HIV. These diseases are often connected with each other because when one has lupus, his or her HIV lab results are often affected. However, Experts say that there is no relationship between lupus and HIV. Lupus and HIV are two different diseases. However, both diseases attack the human immune system. Now, let's discuss a few important details regarding lupus and HIV. We all know, or shall I say to my new listeners who don't know, lupus is an autoimmune disease. It means that the immune system 
can't tell the difference between healthy body tissue and antigens. When someone has lupus, the healthy tissues are often affected, which include the skin, joints, blood, lungs, and kidneys. You will have signs of inflammation and swelling. Since the nature of lupus is an autoimmune disease, your immune system cannot detect antigens, hence it affects the above-mentioned body tissues and organs. Now, there are different types of lupus. The most common known type of lupus is what I have, SLE or systemic lupus erythematosus. Other types of lupus include discoid, drug-induced, and neonatal. Most often, females are affected by lupus than males. African-American women have a higher mortality rate, according to some studies. So, what causes lupus? No one can actually tell what is the cause of lupus. However, it is stated that lupus is linked to the genetic and environmental stimuli. Since women are mostly affected by lupus, Healthcare providers believe that the hormone estrogen is one key factor in developing lupus. When triggered under these conditions, you are likely to have lupus. Smoking, UV rays, extreme stress, taking medications, infections, and chemical compounds. Now, I'm going to tell you some signs that will let you know that you have lupus. Nasal oral ulcers, arthritis, photosensitivity, anemia, seizures, rash on the cheeks, and red scaly patches on the skin. And you know, sadly, there is no treatment for lupus. Now, when it comes to HIV, HIV is a human immunodeficiency virus. It is actually a virus that causes AIDS and not a disease. Since HIV and AIDS are often associated together, Several also consider AIDS as HIV. For people, HIV is less hurtful term than identifying someone with AIDS. Um, a person with HIV has a lower immune system. This makes the person even more vulnerable to other infections and diseases. This might be the reason why when a person has HIV slash AIDS or lupus, 
he will also have the other diseases. As HIV slash AIDS progresses, this worsens the health of the individual. Now, HIV slash AIDS can be transmitted through blood-to-blood means and sexual contact. Now, the early signs of a person with HIV infection are fevers, chills, joint pain, muscle ache, sore throat, sweating at night, enlarged glands, red rash, weakness, and weight loss. Now, you will notice that most, now most of the signs of a person with HIV slash AIDS are also present in a person with lupus. Now, to determine which is which, if you have lupus, there should be a butterfly rash on your face, which is not present in HIV slash AIDS. Like lupus, HIV slash AIDS is not curable. Now, not all patients get a butterfly rash from lupus. So I just wanted to throw that in there. But when we come back, We'll discuss more. Hi, this is Susan. For my story, Living with Lupus, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors, too, so you can get paid to podcast. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast make money doing it, go to anchor.fm backslash start. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M backslash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash I can't wait to hear your podcast. Introducing District 36, Lux Eyelashes. Their lashes give you the most natural look and feel. 
District 36 Eyelashes offers an array of individual lashes, mink, and human hair lashes. Their lash tech, Yana, is certified so you can go from barely there to the glam in you. Follow District 36 Eyelashes on IG or visit their store at district36.storeenvy.com or contact Yana the Lash Tech at 404-490-3649 That's District 36 Lux Eyelashes Gemstone Bracelets carries an array of men's and women's bracelets along with a line of lupus awareness and cancer awareness gemstone bracelets. You can follow them on Facebook or visit their store at Etsy.com or their website at www.premiobracelets.com. That's P-R-E-M-I-O-B-R-A-C-E-L-E-T-S dot com. Now I'm going to talk about a case study that has been documented in the National Institute of Health Journal, Indian Journal of Dermatology, Volume 53-2-2008. HIV and lupus erythematosus, a diagnostic dilemma. The abstract of the article states that a 30-year-old female patient presented to us with erythema over the face and raised hyperpigmented scaly skin lesions mainly over photo-exposed parts of about five-month duration. Based on her clinical features and initial laboratory findings, we considered the possibility of a connective tissue disease. On further follow-up, she was found to be human immunodeficiency virus positive. The introduction of this case history further states the diagnosis of human immunodeficiency virus infection in the setting of connective tissue disorder like systemic lupus erythematosus and vice versa have been vexing issues. It is well documented that HIV infection can mimic the presentation of autoimmune disorders. Although there have been various conflicting reports on how exactly HIV infection affects the course and prognosis of diseases like SLE. They report a HIV positive case presenting with features simulating SLE. This is the case history. A 30-year-old female patient 
working as an insurance agent presented with relatively asymptomatic skin lesions, mainly over her face and upper limbs, of five-month duration. The lesions had been gradually increasing in number over the last few months. She complained of exasperation, increased and burning sensation over the facial lesions on exposure to sunlight. Other than the skin lesions, she also complained about weight loss and fatigue. Does any of this sound familiar to those with lupus? Just think about it. Further on examination, the skin lesions were distributed mainly over the face and upper limbs with a definite photo accentuation. The lesions were mainly hyperpigmented with mild scaling. There was no evidence of definite atrophy. Her face showed an ill-defined malar and slightly scaling. There was no evidence of any oral or nasal ulcers. Now, in the journal, it further states that they investigated the patient to rule out um, an underlying connective tissue disorder. Her ANA screen was positive with a significantly high titer. Other significant findings on investigation included an elevated segmentation rate. Um, her skin biopsy findings showed evidence of only a nonspecific dermatitis. And her anti-double strand DNA titer was within normal limits. Around four weeks after her first visit, the patient presented to the emergency department with a history of fall and an episode of seizures. History-wise, the seizures appeared to be of the generalized um, clonic type. Now, within a short time, the patient developed a persistent productive cough. Examination revealed extensive in all lung fields. And um, the patient was admitted and blood was sent for HIV serotology. So you see how some patients, well, it's evident that patients with HIV can mimic some of the signs of lupus and vice versa. And I'm, I'm just wondering, and I want you to please call in and give me your opinion. Um, has your doctor ever stated to you that we need to screen you for any um, communicable diseases when they're taking blood? 
And they should do that once a year. And I believe this is the reason, it's my opinion, this is the reason why they do because lupus may mimic HIV, HIV mimics lupus. So this is one way where they can rule out if you have lupus or if it's HIV. Entrepreneur and creator of Right Side of 50 and I am my sister's keeper. Sheila Smith, motivational and empowerment speaker, is available for your next empowerment event and conference. You can book her for your next event at rightsideof50 at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-5-0 at gmail.com or call at 678-293-6821. Each one encourage one. energy 24-7. You can purchase an autographed copy of his motivational book and you can also purchase the ebook version at writepab247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H-247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at right path 247 okay we're back um the patient was put on antiretroviral therapy following ART the patient's general condition improved and there had been no further reoccurrence of significant skin lesions now um Further into the discussion in this article, it states that um, retroviral infections, including HIV, has been proposed as a possible etiological factor in autoimmune diseases such as SLE and Sjogren's syndrome. Antibodies to retroviral proteins have been demonstrated in patients with SLE. It is still uncertain whether the demonstration of autoimmunity in HIV-positive patients has any bearing on the course or prognosis. There has been a reported case of lupus who was infected with HIV while on treatment. In our patient, virtually all her symptoms would have been consistent with both HIV and SLE infections. Photosensitivity, loss of weight, fatigue, 
and seizures are well-known components of lupus, as are the findings of a strongly positive ANA. Although the biopsy findings were negative, the patient satisfied four out of the 11 revised American College of Rheumatology criteria required for the diagnosis of lupus erythematosus, namely photosensitivity, antinuclear antibodies, and seizures. However, as we discussed, all of the above can be explained on a basis of an underlying HIV infection. One of the problems in cases like ours would be the question of whether to start immunosuppressant medications under the presumption of an autoimmune disease in patients with advanced HIV. And concluding in the journal, while presenting this case, we would like to stress on the importance of doing a serological screening to rule out HIV infection in cases of suspected autoimmune disease. HIV has by now probably replaced syphilis as the great mimicker. And we feel that it would be warranted to screen for HIV more often than is generally done now in the context of evaluation of suspected autoimmune disease. Similarly, it should be kept in mind that photosensitivity is a definite, well-documented features of advanced HIV infection. Persistent and unexplained photosensitivity in patients with HIV risk factors or with suggestive laboratory findings should definitely warrant an HIV serology. In addition, the question of the validity of the diagnostic criteria of lupus in the setting of HIV positivity would probably require further refinement in future. So see there? You know, um, I had a friend who was HIV positive. And before this person passed away, they stated to me that I was the only person who still treated them like they were a human being and not scared of them. So please, please be careful how you treat people who are ill. You just may never know. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us 
on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. To summarize everything up, what did you get from this? Did you get, number one, that lupus and HIV both attack the human immune system? Number two, lupus and HIV are not curable. Depending on the management of the signs and symptoms the ill person can still have a longer life. Number three, lupus and HIV often have the same signs and symptoms. To know whether you have lupus or not, there should be the presence of a butterfly rash on your face. Four, cause of lupus is not known, while the cause of HIV slash AIDS is the HIV virus. I want you guys to call in, if you will, give me your opinion on this. Most of all, I hope that I'm providing you with information that you can use information that makes it easier for you to understand what your doctors are saying to you. Information to make it easier for you to have an open dialogue with your doctors. There has to be a partnership with your doctors, between you and your doctor. And most of all, I hope that this podcast is bringing informative information that you have never thought about or your doctors never told you about. You see, this is, this right here is one reason why It takes the physician so long to diagnose patients with lupus because lupus and HIV symptoms are somewhat alike. On one hand, they don't know the cause of lupus. On the other hand, they know that um, HIV slash AIDS is caused by the HIV virus. So see, they have to look at a lot of things um, before they can diagnose you. And look at myself. I was showing signs and symptoms at the age of five or six. Doctors back in the 60s didn't know what was going on with me. Up until 2004, 
It took from the 60s up until 2004 before I was clinically diagnosed with lupus. So, you see, it takes a while. It takes a while. So, I hope that I have touched somebody out there and they appreciate the information that I'm providing. And I know for a fact that most physicians, when you ask the questions, well, what's taking so long to get a diagnosis? Or why I have to go to this doctor for this? Or um, this doctor for that? They have to rule out a lot of things before you are clinically diagnosed. I want you to join me next Friday for the conclusion of this two-part series. Next Friday, I will give you some hard, cold statistics on how HIV slash AIDS is affecting individuals, especially children and young adults. Also next Friday, you'll hear about the nonprofit foundation that I have formed to help people, not only within the community, but outside of the community. And don't worry, no, I'm not going to ask you for money. No, I would not do that. No, no. This nonprofit will not ask the listening audience for money. We're just trying to do something. We've seen a lot of things out here that are not right. And that information is not getting to the people. And we're trying to help. So, join me next time for my story, Living with Lupus. I'm Susan Hendricks. May you have a most peaceful and blessed weekend. And thank you for joining me. expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having.